Welcome to the Sunday message from Hollyview Church in Boring, Oregon. We gather every Sunday morning as a worshiping community of Jesus followers on mission to see God glorified in our lives, our cities, and around the world. At Hollyview, the Bible serves as our foundation and guide for both life and ministry. It tells the story of God and the story of us. We believe the better we know the themes and flow of the biblical story, the better we will be able to find our little place in God's grand storyline. Thank you for joining us. And now, here's this week's message from Hollyview Church. We continue our study in the book of Psalms. Pastor Joel Woodard is preaching in Psalm 121 with the message, The Song of Ascents. We are nearing the end of our psalm series that we've been in for almost three months now. Uh, today we get to the Song of Ascents. Uh, and like our practice, uh, every week we come together, we read God's Word, and we meditate on it. So uh, if I could ask you, if you could turn to Psalm 121, and then I'll have you stand up with me as I read Psalm 121. Uh, if you don't have a Bible or you'd like to follow along, there's a Bible in the pew in front of you. It'll be on page 484 in that Bible, Psalm 121, a song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to your words that you have inspired um, writers to write so long ago, Lord, would, would you use your spirit to, to open our eyes this morning so that we could see what you would have for us today, that you would open our ears, that we could hear, hear your words, quiet the other voices, and Lord, it would do something to our heart, that it would comfort and heal our hearts. It would, it would call us to get rid of the, the shame and the sin that's there and turn to you. Lord, that even this morning our eyes would be lifted up to see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Uh, before we kind of dive into this beautiful psalm, probably well-known psalm, I, I want to set it up uh, like I do many weeks uh, by an illustration or a picture that I, I have that I wanted to help us carry us through uh, this psalm, Psalm 121. It's, it's a story of when my kids were a lot younger. Uh, President's Day 2015 was a bright sunny day. It's in February, a bright sunny day. Amy and the girls were gone, and so it was just me and my two sons, five-year-old and seven-year-old at the time, uh, free on a, a sunny day in February, and so I did not want to waste the day. Uh, so I said, hey, boys, let's go to a hike that we, Amy and I had hiked even before we had kids, down in Troutdale on the Lewis and Clark State Park. Have you guys ever been down there? There's a little bluff that's up 
on that thing. And I figured a uh, five and a seven-year-old, they're probably ready for this hike. Uh, if you, have any of you been on that little bluff hike? It's, okay, five and a seven-year-old with me on that hike. If you've never been on it, it's, it, is a, it is a very dangerous uh, hike. And you're like climbing uh, this, this mountain uh, of this bluff up there. Uh, there were often times where uh, Caleb and Elijah couldn't even get to the next uh, rock or something, and I'd have to like put my knee out so they could step on it and climb up or, or hold them with uh, my hands and, and push uh, them up. And then on the way down, there was often a times I would have to uh, grab their arms and like push them down through the, the rocks below, because it, it, uh, it was a little bit risky. And then we got up, <laughs> then we, okay, a little bit risky, but I'm a dad, and I felt okay about it, because even as they would climb up some certain things, I would climb right behind them in case they fell, that I, would, I, would, I could grab them on the hike. Come on, that's safe. And then we get up to the, we get up to the top, and we had brought our, we had brought our lunches, uh, and we get to the top, and we have our lunch overlooking that bluff, and we could see everything all through the valley. It was absolutely beautiful. Now, when we came to that, the beginning of the, the trail or the, the hike, um, as a dad, I didn't go, all right, see you boys, peace out, I'll see you at the top, and get there when you get there, I'm going to take off. Uh, if, if I would have done that, our boys would have won, they would have either never made it, because they would have been stuck at some point uh, along the way, uh, or they would have fallen and died, <laughs> that would have been a very sad. Uh, <laughs> or... But even more than that, I would have missed the opportunity with my seven and five-year-old son on that day and that hike and that challenge. Uh, on that hike, they could learn, to, they could trust dad. Uh, he's, he's always going to be there. I was with them every step of the way up this journey, up this bluff. Well, we traveled the, together uh, the whole hike. Well, in the same way that my Sons and I, we ascended that bluff together. Today we're going to see in Psalm 121 that the Christian life is not a climb to Jesus, but a climb with Jesus. It's not a climb to Jesus. It's like you have to ascend some place. It's actually a climb with Jesus where he helps you along the way. It's only because Jesus is with you that you're actually able to make it safely through the travel. The ups, the downs, the good and the bad. To know the whole time you're not alone. Well, last week we looked at this group of songs called the Hallel Songs. Uh, the Hallel Songs are grouped together in Psalm 113 to 118. And, and they're a group of songs. Hallel means to praise. And they were sung at uh, celebrations, specifically the Passover. Uh, so we t just touched our feet down uh, in Psalm 115 last week, this group of songs. This week we'll look at another grouping of psalms, and then next week we'll finish out with uh, a grouping of songs in the conclusion. But this week we're going to uh, look at a, Psalm 121, which is found in a group of songs from 120 to 134 called the Songs of Ascent. The Psalms of Ascent, 120 to 134. You'll notice on each of these songs, if you have your Bible open, that they all begin with a song of ascents, a song of ascents. Uh, scholars, commentators, all, all agree these songs were probably sung on the way up to uh, Jerusalem and coming to some pilgrimage or some feast day. Uh, as, the, as the people would come along in these groups or families, they would sing the songs of ascent that would help them, uh, encourage them, bring them up uh, to 
the mountain of the Lord. It's almost like hiking a, hiking a mountain. See, Jerusalem is up on a mountain. It's one of the, the highest mountains. But spiritually, it's like one of the, the highest places you can, you can go. And, and so as you're going to Jerusalem, you're always going up to Jerusalem. Uh, just like when you come to Hollyview, you're always coming up uh, to Hollyview, right? <laughs> you, you, you have to get your eyes up. You always come up. Well, that's more liturgical way that they would come to Psalm 121, uh, but it, we've kind of laid out a bigger structure of the Psalms and what is being developed and laid out uh, there as well. And there's something more going on to the Psalm of Ascents, more than just being sung as they go up to Jerusalem. Uh, we saw in Psalm 2 a long time ago uh, that in response to the sin of humanity and the rebellion of mankind, that God responds and says, I'm going to put my king on my holy mountain, my holy hill. In response to, to sin, God's, God's response is like, well, I'm going to put a king on, on this hill there. And, and then several other songs reference back to this hill. Uh, Psalm 15 say, who can ascend this hill? Who can even go up there? And the answer back is like someone who doesn't do anything wrong and does everything right. On his mind all the time is God's word and that comes out in his mouth. His heart is clean. His, his hands are, are pure. Nothing he does is wrong. Who, who can ascend this mountain? And we got to Psalm 24 and we saw the same thing. Who can stand there? Who can go there? And the answer back was, well, it's actually the king and the king is the Lord. The, the person who can ascend this mountain, who can sit on that throne, is the Lord. So we are left coming to this mountain, all of us, standing on the trail below, looking up and going, how in the world can we ever ascend this mountain? How, how, is, it even, how is it even possible? It would be like if my five-year-old son looked up at that bluff thing and said, yeah, I can't do that. How, how can we even do, do this? Is it, is it even possible? Will we even make it to the top? I'm sure we're going to trip and fall along the way. Uh, is there anyone to help us on this climb? Well, that leads us back to Psalm 121 this morning. We're going to start at the, the beginning of this trail as we ascend. And you'll see uh, this psalm is even laid out a little bit like a, a, a mountain uh, in the fact that it's divided into four sets. So if you look in your Bibles, you'll even see the translators and interpreters, they, they've actually given you little spaces between verses 1 and 2, and 3 and 4, and 5 and 6, and 7 and 8. They, they've done that to show you like there's something going on in these uh, parallel uh, verses here that's building with intensity. So much like uh, when we go climbing, at least when I go climbing, there's like these strategically placed benches that are there that you can sit and rest on, uh, uh, the psalmist is going to provide us four stopping points where we can stop and be encouraged and see uh, truth for the journey ahead that'll keep us going. Now, right at the beginning, I want to say this is not a psalm. We often think the songs of ascent, these are the songs at the top of the mountain. These are not the psalms to be sung once you've arrived. Once you're there, once, once everything is great, these are psalms to be sung in the valley below on your way. These are songs to be sung when you're tired, when you're lonely, when you're in trouble. These are songs for when you need help, not when everything is going just great. So let's start the journey up. You ready? Verse 1. 
I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So let's pause right there as we come to our our first stop. If you're taking notes, this is the encouragement that you should take from this, this first stop. You are not alone. You're not alone. Uh, think about it. Where, where is the psalmist at when he is uh, singing these words? I lift my eyes up to the hills. If you have to lift your eyes up to see the hills, it means you're not on the top of the mountain. You're somewhere down below, maybe halfway. Maybe you're even in the valley. Maybe you're just starting. You, you have to lift your eyes up to the hills and the mountains. And his, his, his first question is, well, where does my help come from? Uh, meaning, there's something that stopped uh, the psalmist as he's looking up and going, I need some help. There's some, there's some trouble or some challenge that's in his way. Maybe he's, maybe he's stuck. Maybe he's discouraged or, or tired. He needs something. Where, where am I going to get the help that I need and as he's looking up, he's surveying the hills. From, from where's my help come from? Now, now, we would just think, oh, we look up and you see different mountains or whatever. But, but really, in the Israel culture, the high places were the places where the altars were built. And so as the psalmist is going, uh, I, I'm going to need some help in this journey. And as he looks up, he's looking to the hills, and on offer on all those hills are the different gods from the countries and the nations all around them. He looks up and he sees Asherah over there. It's the goddess of enjoyment and pleasure. It says, if you're struggling in life, if you, if you could summit that mountain and find the pleasure and enjoyment, wouldn't that satisfy he looks over at the god Baal on another mountain who's got control and power. And if you just achieve this, if you just show this power, wouldn't that solve your problems? He looks over at the other mountain where Molech is, the god of revenge and anger that's just boiling inside. Wouldn't it be great to just get some revenge on that person? Wouldn't it great just to let your anger just boil up in you? If you ascend that mountain, it'll, it'll satisfy. Well, he's looking all up. Which, which mountain will I go to and who will help? Where will my help come from? And immediately after asking and surveying the land, he recognizes the answers right next to him. With him in the valley. Not, not far off on these mountains that he may never achieve. The help is actually right next to him. He says, my help, it comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Uh, my help comes from a God that's not far off. Even though he made the heavens and the earth, he, it came from him to where I am at now. As God ascended this uh, mountain, he sent some help and support back to the people below. And it's not just about getting over one rock. It's actually uh, about walking side by side together. To to having that, that help, that protection, that guidance along the way. To know that you are not alone. Like a, a dad helping a kid up a mountain. Saying, don't worry, I'm right here with you. I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you go the wrong way. We're doing this together. 
You see, Jesus, when he comes later on after this psalm, he, he actually ascends a, a mountain and he turns back and says to his disciples, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you a, a helper that's going to be there every step of the way. He, he, he says this in John 15, verse 26. But when the, the helper comes, whom, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So that no matter, no matter where you are on the journey today, you're not alone. God sent a helper. If you just turn and receive him, God sent a helper to walk with you. So you don't need to prove to anyone, especially not God, how great you are and how, what, how high a mountain you can ascend any more than my five-year-old son needed to prove that to me. It's, it's, not, it's not about them, even how great you are. It's about who you're walking with. And, and, and God says, you're not alone. I'm going to send you a helper. Well, we have to continue our journey. So let's... let's uh, Get up and go from this place, continue on the journey. But as we're continuing on the journey, the, the psalmist is encouraging you, you don't have to go alone. God is there offering this to you. So as we move to our, our next point, uh, you'll actually hear, and I, and I would encourage you to go back and read it as well, you're going to hear a change in voice. That, that's pretty subtle. That If you weren't listening for it, you, you might miss in verse 1 and 2, we get the perspective of the psalmist going, uh, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And then when you get to 3, all of a sudden, uh, there's another voice that the psalmist hears. Now, uh, in the liturgy, it would be the voices of the people around them singing to them, encouraging him on the way. Uh, but I, I almost hear in the larger scope of things, this is the spirit speaking and whispering to him in his ear, your, your help, the person right next to you, this is what he's like. This is what he's like. So we'll, we'll, we'll hear a change in, in voice now from verse 3 all the way to verse 8. But let's look at our, our, our next couplet of verses, verse 3 and 4. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Well, let's, let's rest here at our second stop. And if you're taking notes, here's the second encouragement. The Lord is your ever-present help. The Lord is your ever-present help. You know, on those hikes with my boys, there were times where they would be climbing up and I would put my hands up so they could put their little feet into my hands and they could step up to the next thing. Now that five and seven year old, I'm much bigger than them. So when I put my hands up and their foot went in it, it didn't move. I didn't buckle or crunch under their weight. I, I, I wasn't moved when I held their, their feet. Well, that was eight years ago. If we did that now, <laughs> and that's just eight years. As, an in, as if like a, a weak Man, uh, how I could hold my son, my five-year-old son, foot in place so that he wouldn't slip. Now imagine a God who created heaven and earth, who holds your foot in place. Says, this is where I want you to go. This is the next step. Uh, step by faith here and I'll catch you. How, how many of you, you're like, well, I'm not sure if you can hold me, God. 
He can, he can hold you. He is your ever-present help. Um, well, if my boys needed my help getting up that mountain, imagine God holding your foot in place. Every step exactly where he wanted to be, no slipping. He's sovereign. And he's not just like powerful, but he's ever-present. It says he doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber, he doesn't get distracted with things. He's not looking at the news, he's not watching a television and like, just one minute, I'll be right with you. God's attention is right there with you at all times. You know, I think you can, you can see this in certain people, can't you, that are just like glued in uh, to people. I really admire that when people just like, are, are glued in, and you're like, you're, I'm right here with you. I am present. Um, there was a documentary on Mr. Rogers, um, and one of the things that struck me, this is a long time ago I saw it, but uh, there was all these people clamoring for Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. You know, they want some of his attention or whatever, and this one guy comes up to him and has this question for him, and, but he sees, like, man, everyone's asking him for all these things, uh, and he says, you know what, we can do this later, forget it, uh, you, you've got lots of people that need your attention, you should go, you got lots to do, and Mr. Rogers' response right then was, I'm talking to you. So right now, you are the most important person to me. Our conversation is the most important thing to me right now. Uh, I think some, I feel like Curtis is really good at this, at the door. There's all these people coming and going, and he sees people. Uh, I feel like, boy, how often, you, even if you guys are talking to me, and in the back of my mind, especially on Sunday morning, the wheels are just turning. And I'm there, but I'm not really there. <laughs> because I'm thinking of something else. My kids come up to me when I get home, Daddy, Daddy, let me show you this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm there, but I'm not really there because my brain is thinking about something else. The tension of living like is human and going, I can't be everywhere to everybody, but God the Father can be everywhere to everybody. And he goes, I want to hear from you. I'm right here. Whenever you turn, whenever you need him, he's right there. He, he wants to hear from you. He, he's right there just waiting for this relationship with you. He is your ever-present help. He doesn't wait for you to climb some mountain and then help you like, well, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. That's not what he's like at all. He's like a dad who has unending time and attention to help you wherever you're at. All you need to do is ask. Well, we've rested long enough. Let's move on to our next part of our journey. But as we do, you would hear the, the helper whisper in our ears, the Lord is your ever-present help. Call on him whenever you need him. Now let's look in verse 5. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. And we stop once again to reflect on our journey and find some encouragement. So here, here's the third uh, point of encouragement on our journey. The Lord is your protector. He's your ever-present help, but he's also your protector. It says the Lord 
is your keeper. That, that word shamar is all through this psalm, and it's highlighted in the psalm, the, the keeper. Now, keeper, when we think keeper, we, we think like, oh, you're not going to let him do something. You're keeping me from like something. You're, you're keep, like, keeping me away from what I want to do. That's, but that's not the, the idea of this word shamar the, or to a keeper. It's actually to keep a lookout or to keep a watch to protect making sure that everything that comes into your life has been filtered by the Father first. Everything, including the sun and the moon, what happens at day and what happens at night. You know, when my kids were older uh, and much smaller, we'd be in the summertime and they'd be off playing in a park and they'd get all sweaty and then they would come back and they would sit right next to me. These little hot bodies with sweat, you know what I'm talking about. Right there. And the reason they would sit right there is because they were hot. And dad was bigger than them. So dad could cast a shadow over them. So that the sun's rays, as there is coming down, would be absorbed in, in me. And I'm just totally getting hot because it's a little warmer next to me. But they're finding shade in their dad. Now, now imagine God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, at your right hand with this shade over you. The one who created heaven and earth at your right hand. That everything that comes into your life has been filtered or allowed or moved by your Father. He's not distant. He's, he's perfectly there, ever present, and he's protecting you. You know, just a couple weeks ago, Abigail was on her way to work uh, Saturday morning, and she texts me. It's early Saturday morning. Texts me, Dad, can you come here now? Uh, so as a dad, I'm like, what's up? She's like, creepy van next to me, guys acting weird, I just don't feel safe. Do you know how long it took me to get out of my house? <laughs> like five seconds. I, I had my socks and my shoes, like just holding them. I mean, I must have looked a wreck, but I was going, my daughter needed help and I was going to protect her. But I was actually far away. Now imagine a God who cares, who loves, right there with you. He's not looking away the other way at all. He's there to protect you so that everything that comes into your life, the God is sovereign over and will use it for your good if you're following after him. It's this idea of uh, sometimes we run away and we do things, maybe we step out of a line, but dad is always there in the, sh in the shade of, uh, of his presence. It is always available to us to, to heal us, to encourage us to shape us. Well, let's finish our, our journey now. The last words whispered in our ears as we get up to move to the, the top. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your protector. Now, verse 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this day forth and forevermore. Amen. We come to our final... Our final stop. If you're taking notes, write this fourth one down. The Lord is your safe place. The Lord is your safe place. You know, as, uh, as I was getting ready for this message, looking for uh, pictures, I was talking to Caleb about this uh, trip up the mountain on that day. He was five, so I didn't expect him to even remember. He goes, that's actually one of the first memories I have, Dad. I said, well, were you, were you afraid? Were you scared along the way? He's like, no. I say, do you remember it was really challenging? No. 
but he remembered we did it together. Feet from a cliff up there, eating lunch next to dad. I think he knew, even at that early age, if I just stay close to dad, everything's going to be okay. He's not going to leave me and let me wander off. He also knew he, he didn't do it alone. He was in relationship with his brother and with me. He was learning to trust dad. He's learning that I would protect him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ha ha, see, you tripped over that rock and fell. That, that's not how a, a good dad would act. Well, he... Uh, he protects us from all evil. And I think coupled with the next line, he keeps our, our life then. It's not, it's not actually, uh, you, if you're a Christian, you're never going to fall and scrape your knee. That's not what it's, it's talking about. It's talking about this, ultimately, this ultimate destruction. He's, he's not going to let all evil just overtake us because he's there. He, he won't leave our lives. He won't leave us alone. We might venture out, stub our toe, but we can always come back to the Lord. And this promise, he says, is both for, for this time and forever. See, I think from this psalm, we can see that life is not a climb to God. To, to achieve some spiritual uh, point in your life before God says, now I'm okay with you. It, it's, not, it's not a climb of like, boy, if I just got to clean myself up to get to church. And if you feel like that, you need to leave that at the door. The, the Christian life is really about walking with Jesus as he shapes us, as he pulls us close, as, as he directs us, as he challenges us in some areas and say, you know what, I wouldn't go there if I was you. But it's a, it's a walk with Jesus. So let me end by asking you this morning, where are you at in the journey? If you picture yourself on that hike, where, where are you at? What do you need uh, to hear this morning? Do you, need, do you need a break and just to be reminded that God's right there? He hasn't left you? That he wants to hear from you? Do you need to be reminded that God is your protector? When things like, it feels like everything is just falling apart to know that God is sovereign. Do you just need to be encouraged this morning? Encouraged that you're not alone? He is your present help. He's your protector. He's a safe place that you can always turn to, which I think should shape how we are as a church. Uh, people don't need to achieve some certain uh, level to come even to this church, right? It's really where they're starting their journey. And some people might even be starting, they're right at the end of the trail, and they're looking up and go, where am I going to go? And, and the people that come around them, they go, let me tell you what's given me meaning and hope in life and journey with them along the way. Well, let's uh, stop now and pray, invite the worship team to come back up. And if that's you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, and you're like, you've been walking this life by yourself, and you're tired, and you're looking up going, man, what's going to bring meaning? What's going to bring hope? Uh, I can confidently tell you that what has been my salvation, my hope is, is Jesus, his death and resurrection. His death for my death, his life for my life that's given me uh, hope even through the most challenging of things. And I think so many people here would say that same thing. So I would encourage you, if, if that's you this morning, that you begin that journey with Jesus this morning. You just talk to him or grab somebody who's here.
And Lord, if there's other people that are just tired along the way, that just need encouragement and, and help, I, I pray even as we sing these worship songs that the words of, of others and the words of the Spirit would, would whisper to them, you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. God wants to protect you. He wants to hear from you. And Lord, that we would all turn to you to make it safely up the mountain. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message from Hollyview Church. We invite you to join us in person for our worship service every Sunday morning at 1030. You can find us on Southeast 257th Avenue, just off of Highway 212 between Boring and Damascus, Oregon, or find us online at hollyviewchurch.com. Together, we are being shaped by the gospel, rooted in God's word to share God's grace and truth. Again, whether online or in person, thank you for joining us here at Hollyview Church.